Welcome back to the Mountains and the Sea, where we find the highs and the lows of each and every Prince album every other week. This is Josh. And I'm Christy. And we're so glad that you're back with us today. 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 We're having a, a little sip on a chocolate shake. Oh, it sounds so good. <laughs> it does sound good. But that's not the kind of chocolate shake. We're covering the singles by the time. Chocolate and shake. That's right. I wish the time had a song called Concrete because that's what I really Ooh, want right now. Ooh, a little Freddy's Concrete. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So thick you can't even get it one of the through their half-inch diameter th- straws. Uh-huh. Oh. You have to eat it with a spoon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They put Good the straw stuff. in there just to taunt you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give it to you. Good luck. <laughs> if you can... You could, we were just talking about Bill Paxton before we went uh-huh. live, and I think, in the words of Bill Paxton, if you can suck a Freddy's chocolate concrete through the this, this straw, then you could probably suck start a leaf blower. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, before we jump into chocolate and shake, yeah, I'd like to thank a couple of Ooh, listeners. Is it, sh- is it shout out time with Christine and Josh? It is. Okay. Uh, Anthony Exciting. and then Robert on a different post informed us that the sample that we couldn't think of, we couldn't recognize in the dub mix of Melody Cool. Uh-huh. Is I'll Take You There by the Staple Singers. Yes, one of her own songs, yes. which makes a whole lot of sense. Yes, so much. But, and yeah. uh, awesome. Anthony told us that Prince did it at after shows yes. regularly. Oh, yes. Yes. So thank you both for that information. Nicely spotted. Yes. Nicely reported. Thank that's, you. That's right. Wow. We're, we're better when we, when we work on it together. Obviously, because exactly. we sucked without them. <laughs> we had zero information, and then they came through, and we had all the information. That's right. We're starting with Chocolate. Right. The single was released October 1st, 1990. It never entered the pop charts, but topped out at number 44 on the U.S. R&B charts. Wah, Not wah. too shabby. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's fine for a... A goofy song? Yeah. I mean, a song that ended up being released way after the album. and Yep. And then uh, Shake was the final se- single released from Graffiti Bridge, January 8th of 1991. Yeah. And it never charted at all. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me either. I didn't realize it was released so late, because that's only like a few months before Diamonds and Pearls came out, and they were still releasing singles and maxi singles I for graffiti mean, bridge amazingly i think, they I think that's graffiti awesome. bridge was gonna last in the theaters longer because it didn't come out until early november right so i mean this was eight weeks after yeah it came out in theaters yeah but I but mean, it didn't last still, in theaters very long i mean each so. of these singles had mm-hmm. you know a b-side and extended versions and remixes mm-hmm. and there was a lot of work mm-hmm. put into it. Yeah. Well, speaking of B-sides, Chocolate had the B-side My Drawers from Ice Cream Castle. Correct. Um, and we're not going to be talking about that today because it's the same version that is yeah. on that album. Yeah. It's not really a B-side. It's just the album version of their previous, you know, yeah, of a previous record. Yeah. Song, track, yes. thing. Something. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. 
Um, and Shake is backed with a remix of the latest fashion. Mixed in with other remixes. So mm-hmm. we're going to touch yeah. on, of course, the latest fashion also. That's right. I think it's fun to look at both of these um, singles together. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chocolate is obviously brown and Shake <laughs> is purple. So we've yeah. got this brown and purple thing going on. Yeah. So speaking of brown and purple, let's talk about the chocolate artwork okay it's got the super cool text the type treatment treatment yeah yeah which was very uh pandemonium ish mm-hmm. in fact i think it's even better than the type treatment of pandemonium I, on the I, cover i agree it's awesome is really super cool and super simple they didn't even print the back side of the piece of paper that no, goes in the front i think it, it might have CD. i should get out my loop that's l-o-u-p-e uh-huh. and see I, that looks like a two-color print job yeah. on the front and nothing on the back whatsoever except for the tray liner. And right. The, we've got the CD maxi single. Right. Exactly. And the uh, generic CD printing. Yes. Highly generic. Mm-hmm. Super, super generic. And then on the cheap, back, cheap, it's cheap, just... Cheap, cheap. <laughs> on the back, it's just got uh, the... Doesn't even really have the track listing. The only track listing is on the CD itself, which is not helpful at all. No, it's not. But Uh, yeah, that was kind of was going to be my point. Was it just shows you chocolate and my drawers, uh but doesn't tell you that there are whatever four or five versions of chocolate and then my drawers. Yeah, it seems like a missed opportunity to be like, hey, look at this. You're going to get five different kinds of my of. Not Five mine. different kinds of <laughs> drawers. <laughs> we got pantaloons. We got yeah, skivvies, bikini. bikini, briefs. Tidy whities. <laughs> You're right. Because uh, if you were in the store, in a in the store, in a record store, mm-hmm. which is where you would have bought this back in 1990. You mean a record store? Yes. You would have picked this up and be like, well, what's a specially priced maxi single? Yeah. And it looks like it only has two tracks when you right. look at the back. Yeah. So I don't know. It's hiding it in there. Some but. dummy in this family bought it anyway. <laughs> That's all right. Let's see. The credits on the back. A lot of people we've seen before, but a couple I want to mention because okay. we have not. Yes, go uh, ahead. Kim James mm-hmm. was an engineer at Larrabee, and she worked yeah. with Prince and related artists all through the 90s, yeah. and she has no musical credits after the late 90s, really? so I don't know what she's doing, if she got out of the biz or retired or what. Okay. But. Uh, the, I mean, Prince could have driven her nuts, and she was like, I can't, I've got to. <laughs> I'm going into tire sales. I don't know. <laughs> this is not going to work out for me. Then Doug Gribsy. 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 Okay. G-R-I-B-S-Y. Yep. Provided additional keys mm-hmm. on chocolate. Doesn't say which version or where, but what additional keys. Um, and he worked with Tina Marie, Michael Jackson, Patti LaBelle. And sadly, I just looked him up real quick to see who else he'd worked with and whatever. And the uh, an article that came out today as we were recording this, he passed away on February 17th of 2022 of a stroke at just 57 years old. That is, first of all, 57 is young and he was very young then when he provided those additional keys, whatever they may be. Because we're like, that's 20... Two twenty-three years ago now, uh-huh. so if no he was, longer than that. Oh no, I'm sorry, thirty-two, thirty-three uh-huh. years ago. Uh-huh. 
you know, 57 minus 33 is like 24. I just read that he was 18 when he first worked with Patti LaBelle. Wow. He was the bassist for all of those people. Amazing. Not Keys, but yeah. Amazing. For Shake. Yeah. (laughs) There's some people that I think maybe got credit that maybe they were just put on the credits. Oh, really? Yeah. So Dave Friedlander, Uh who's worked with Prince a lot around this time, is listed as editing and mixing, but I can't tell which track because he's listed under shake and all of them have an asterisk or some sort of delineation. And he doesn't have an asterisk or anything next to his name, Hmm. his uh, credit. He's not listed on any of the songs on Prince Vault, just in the special thanks section of Graffiti Bridge. So they put him on they here. Played some kind of role. Mm-hmm. And then Mark Platty is also listed as engineer programmer. Um, but as far as I can tell from Prince Vault, the only thing he worked on was round and round. So really, yeah. maybe he was a junior Vasquez assistant. I, I, don't, I, don't, know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he was senior Vasquez, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the album artwork on this one's pretty fun for shake. Yeah. Yeah. For shake. Is fun. It's a, a bottle. I'm it's assuming like dishwashing soap is what I believe. Oh, that is. okay. What did you uh, think it was? Crisco. Oh, hmm. grease. Maybe so. Yeah. I always thought of it as dishwashing liquid. Mm-hmm. But oh, that would be the opposite of Crisco. Uh huh. It'd be the opposite of grease. Yeah. Yeah. So it almost has Margot Chase esque lettering in it, but uh-huh. it's not quite as well done. No, it's like somebody. It, like Margo wasn't available <laughs> and, and yeah. somebody and said so Margie Chase stepped in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or it's supposed to look like a label, you know, and it was purposely it done differently. Like I don't know. But uh, Steve Park did the illustration. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's super cool. Um, I also love that all of these keep the, you know, what I would call the logo for the time, which is just the simple all caps type treatment. And mm-hmm. it's always in the top left corner mm-hmm. um, on the shake single. It's vertical. Yeah. Uh, vertical it's a, type, like done is, the wrong way, the wrong kind of vertical too. Oh, what do you mean? You're supposed to, if you're going to do vertical stuff, you're supposed to put it so that you can like hold it sideways and oh, read and it read correctly. It. Well, it's just like stacked centered type. It's yeah. really dumb, especially when you have a letter like I on top of a letter like M where I is very skinny mm-hmm. and M being one of the widest letters there are, it does not look good. But it's also campy on purpose. Mm-hmm. It's purposely campy on the specially hyphen priced maxi hyphen single. Yes, which we have the record of this one. Yes, we've got the Mm -hmm. five-inch CD of chocolate, and we've got the 12-inch LP. Do you have to specify that it's a five-inch CD? Well, there were three-inch CDs then, too. Oh, I forgot about that. So, yes, I do. Okay, that's fine. You can put that face away. (laughs) I was like, weren't all the CDs five-inch? But you're right. I guess there were some, there were briefly in the 90s or yeah late 80s early 90s there were three inch cds, CDs. too that didn't work and every cd player like the tray wouldn't hold it you couldn't put it in a slot loaded cd no drive. i was gonna say you couldn't put it in your car no you could not it and i work. remember buying a three inch cd of i wish you heaven with the extended version of it off of ebay and it what? showed up and it wasn't in great shape it was playable 
which was like, I just wanted it on CD to have uh-huh. a better quality than the 12 inch vinyl I had, but it smelled like your grandma's smoky basement. It oh. was so disgusting. Like, oh, I had to put it in a Ziploc bag and stash it away. I don't, I don't know think I've ever at. seen that. No, it's around. Yeah. Yeah. But the illustrations on the cover that you mentioned that Steve Park did are everybody's head. Yeah. The seven dudes. Yes. The original heads. seven. That's all right. of their floating heads. Mm-hmm. On uh, a pink background. Yeah. It's yeah. it's very campy and, and fun and cool. Yeah. If you ask me. Yeah. I think it's great. We have uh, one pair of glasses. A few hats. Three people with earrings. Four hats. And a receding uh, and hairline of Jerome. <laughs> and six mustaches. Six mustaches. <laughs> and one white man. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> there you go. Thank you, Monty. <laughs> and we wanted to give a special thanks to Chambers who uh, for special assistance on this episode. Yes, we appreciate always appreciate Chambers. Awesome dude. Mm-hmm. So post your love for Chambers. That's right. All right, so we're going to talk about chocolate. Chocolate. One other note on uh, the single for chocolate, which only lists two songs and doesn't (laughs) give you an accurate accounting of the contents on the CD packaging at all. I found it very confounding that the 12-inch LP of chocolate includes all of this and the album version. Okay. Whereas the five-inch CD Maxi single did not include the album version at all. Why not? There's space. There is space. And the disc costs the same. Yeah. No matter what you put on it. Exactly. They didn't charge you by the second, by the kilobyte. (laughs) Not how it worked. No. I just found it strange. Well, maybe it's just because they ran out of space to list the songs on the side of the album. And they're like... See this "Mm, big white area to the the left of the CD where they could have done that? Very minimal cost. Yep. Like we're talking fractions of a penny. Yep. Yeah. They just did not. And uh, also we covered, if you're thinking, didn't Prince have a version of chocolate? Yes. Well, yes, yes, listener, you are correct. Uh-huh. We covered it with back. 1999 mm-hmm. uh, Super Deluxe Edition, songs not included. And uh, yes, Prince's version of chocolate is circulating. It's never been great quality. It's yeah. okay. It's listenable mm-hmm. and fun. Um, but you'll never hear his voice better than the parts that you hear in the version that was released. That's right. All right. Well, we're going to go in the order that the songs were on the CD. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to start with the seven inch remix edit. All right. Which is an edit of the 12 inch. It is. Yeah. Uh, part of me wants to say we can save the details for the 12 inch version, but because simply yeah. put, it's two minutes and 23 seconds shorter than the 12 inch version. It's just yeah. Edited down. Gets to the chorus much faster. Gets to the lyrics in general much faster. Yes. I would like to say that one of the worst edits I've ever heard are at a minute and 34 seconds in the seven inch remix when he goes into When I Sleep, I Dream of You. It's a very, very sloppy edit. Yeah. You get Prince's waiter performance in here all preserved. Mm-hmm. And I also wanted to point out that a lot of the editing happened at the end with the yeah. Tootsie Roll callouts right. that are edited. And it removes the... Chaco lard punking of Stella, mm-hmm. you know, telling her she's not clapping on the right or you know, on the right uh, 
beat. Yeah, the uh, one. The one, yes. Where if you can't clap on the one, just don't do it at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did a Tootsie Roll count, actually. Oh. So because I went to the effort to count the Tootsie Rolls, let's just do a, an accounting of it right now. <laughs> okay. You get four Tootsie Roll call-outs versus okay. 14 on oh. the 12-inch version. Okay. Yeah. So that was a smart place to edit it down, yeah, I would that, say. Yes. Save for the sloppy one that I mentioned earlier. Right. So, right. shall we talk about the, yes, the, the source f- track for the 7-inch f- edit? That's right. The full... The 12-inch remix. Full. Yes. Uh, it has additional production by Keith Cohen. Yes, KC mm-hmm. Cohen. Yep. It's got a different start with the drums and the cowbell, but it's like still recognizable as chocolate it is and i don't know if it's because i've listened to it a bunch but it's an all-new bass line yeah the very very recognizable bass line of chocolate to me you know do 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 is nowhere to be heard uh spoiler alert in any of these mixes it's got an all-new bass line altogether Yeah, the cymbals and the cowbells. I think you have to have a cowbell mm-hmm. because Morris even mentions it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it does use Morris's original vocals and the original rhythm guitar. Mm-hmm. It's got new piano parts. Yes. That, that are at, really pretty fun. Like at a minute and 38, and it has this like club-like vibe. Mm-hmm. And if you told me that Junior Vasquez had done this mix, yeah, I'd have believed, believed you. It. Yes, it does sound kind of it's got that housey. Uh-huh. And later on, we're going to talk about a Junior Vasquez mix that surprises me uh-huh. and its dissimilarity to most of his work also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The yeah. chorus features the original guitar sense, that new piano and the bass line, and it seems to be even a little more quick moving mm-hmm. a little faster yeah. than the album version it's very fun he says wait old mix which was fun at like two minutes and one second he says wait oh. old mix and it kind of goes it sounds a little more like the album version I don't recall that part at all. So. Oh, well, I guess uh, fun for you when you get to all right. the, that part in this episode. Yes, I'll be listening. <laughs> Second verse, there's those great original guitars going on in both channels behind his lyrics, which are super cool. Mm-hmm. And that new piano part gets isolated in a breakdown at two minutes and 17 seconds. Back up. Yeah. Hit me. Which is a lot of fun. I really, really like it a lot. There's a new drum breakdown after he says, just can't wait no more. Uh, mm-hmm. At three minutes, 16 seconds. Uh-huh. A lot of They're fun. Super fun. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed those. Just can't wait no more. Uh. Yeah, we talk about the Max Headroom sampling 
phase of the <laughs> early 1990s, and we certainly get that with chocolate at three minutes and 33 seconds. I was tired of calling it Max Headroom, so I put oh. fun staccato sampling. Oh, okay. I did... Uh, uh, followed by staggering drum samples, too, mm-hmm. are in there also. I like Max Headroom. I think that's a good... It's descriptive of you're of a certain age. That's true. Otherwise, it's... It doesn't make any age. sense to you. That's right. But, you know, fortunately, there's the Googles. <laughs> um, this, this remix still contains Wendy's guitars. When Morris asks Jesse to play something so we can go over there and tap on this cowbell... Mm-hmm. At four minutes and thirty one seconds, so Wendy played the part, and I think Prince Vault has it noted that uh Wendy's uncredited mm-hmm. and Jesse played a very big part in this song getting put on pandemonium was okay. one of his preferences, yet he did not re record. The guitar solo part, mm-hmm. which is but gets credit from Morris. So the yeah. you know, the mystique of the time continues on with who plays what and uh, yeah. Yeah, it almost doesn't matter. Yeah. I guess in the grand scheme of things. But mm-hmm. it's cool to know. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Very cool. Uh especially in Prince's version when he says Melvin. Melvin, play your There's a fun musical breakdown when Morris says, Milky Way, Tootsie Roll, ain't nobody bad like me, I'm too old, at Mm -hmm. 5 minutes and 36 seconds, which I like a lot. Milky Way, Tootsie Roll, ain't nobody bad like me, I'm too old, look out. You know what I missed is Jerome is part of this, but we don't hear Jerome say, waiter, Mr. K is ready to order now. I love that part. Yeah. And it's not there. We just get... Uh, Mr. Day asking uh-huh. what comes with the hot turkey dinner. Man, that hot turkey dinner. We do. It we comes gotta, with a lot. We gotta. We, it comes with a lot, and we've got to hear about it every time. I love it. <laughs> the fact that that's Prince's voice. Yeah. Is just so great. Yeah. And I love the paper rustling sound effect because Morris says, anybody ask you all that, just take the menu, get the hell out of my face, all right? <laughs> and you can hear the rustling paper of the menu uh-huh. as he hands it back. Clearly not the time of COVID when he would just scan a QR code and see what was on the hot turkey dinner right. himself. Um, it ends very similar to the album version. I'm not even certain that there's a difference um, at six yeah. minutes and 39 seconds. Right. All the Tootsie Roll call outs and yeah, keep it in the pocket. If you can't clap on the one, don't clap at all. Right. I did realize listening to these remixes that when uh, Jerome goes off to get the Cadillac, BMW, whatever, uh-huh. just please go get the car. And you hear it starting, like Morris and his crew must have been really terrible at vehicle maintenance because you can hear it trying to turn over. (laughs) And it doesn't, and it's the same sound effect from Pretty Little Women. Mm. 
Uh, at the end of Pandemonium, when he's, you know, stranded. And uh-huh. it's, Kansas City, Kansas City, uh-huh. here I come. It's the very <laughs> same sound effect, only this time well, the card does start. And I think it's so funny because it feels like, you know, it's a Cadillac. It's a BMW. He's oh, got yeah. both. He, You know, great. Oh, he's so with it. These are old janky cars. They are all they the time. Are not nice, fancy cars. When you say you have a BMW or a Cadillac, yeah. Yeah. you know, this is not a well-maintained, pristine you know, no. driving machine. This is a, I got a deal on this, and now I can say I got a Cadillac. That's right. Same with my Beamer. Uh-huh. You're yeah, right. Exactly. Fun remix, though. It does. It is different from, uh, it's a different listen than mm-hmm. the album version. If you yeah. like the album version, can't imagine you wouldn't like this. Right. It's fun. Or the 7-inch version, you know, to, I love having the option of, if you're putting a little mix together and, you know, almost eight minutes is a, that's a lot of chocolate. Right. Um, so you got an alternative, a fun size chocolate mix is what they really should have called it. <laughs> I don't know that that was a thing then. I know. I know. <laughs> then we have chocolate Tootsie Roll Club Mix, again, um, produced and mixed by Keith Cohen. Yep. Very evident that it's all cut from the same cloth or chopped from the same chocolate block. Mm-hmm. That's right. I would summarize this one as just saying it's kind of a stripped-down version of the 12-inch and 7-inch remix. Sure. It could have almost been a dub mix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really could have been. Yeah, to a degree. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we get synths and the drum intro. That new bass line is not there. There's a downbeat, mm-hmm. and you get the chocolate samples, the s- yeah. What was your word for it? Sta- staggering? <laughs> Staccato? Staccato. Staggering. <laughs> I'm dumbfounded by these chocolate samples. Uh, the new bass line kicks in at a 45 seconds. Yeah, we don't even get some lyrics until pretty far along into the song. Yeah, it really like takes it's, a little bit. And you think you're going to get the lyrics. Yes. And then Morris says, back up, wait, wait. Yeah, and you get an instrumental <laughs> breakdown like in a minute and thirty seconds. Uh-huh, right? You get the same drum breakdown from yeah the twelve inch remix. Right. Back up, wait, wait. You just get some of Morris's vocalizing, you know, stuff that they lifted from his original mm-hmm. uh, vocal track, and you get the uh, the full. First full verse of the song is at two minutes. When I sleep, I dream of you. Yeah, but the, yeah, it's, it starts with the third verse. Yeah, you get you don't get a you don't start at the beginning of the song. They're That's like, right. yeah, no, you don't need that. Getting there, we're, we're already at the third verse. That's Just right. Just because we didn't sing it doesn't mean we're not there. Yeah, one of my favorite parts of this mix, and it's in the other versions, but it's isolated more here. At two minutes and forty eight seconds, there's a breakdown where you can really hear the new bass part and it gets real growly and kind of like decays like Mm. at two minutes and 35, two minutes, 53 seconds to two minutes and 55 seconds. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, this, you get this do, 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 do,
Yeah. I don't know. It steps down a little bit and you can hear it in the background, but it's very buried in other parts. And just there, it's kind of comes to the fore and it's very, I don't know, a lot of fun. It is fun. And then, of course, you know, we got to have our turkey dinner listing. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. There's no, uh, you know, Milky Way, Tootsie Roll, ain't nobody bad like me. That's not there. Uh, But you do get, yeah, Morris's and Prince's exchange. There's some wild remix drum solo going on after Prince takes the menu and gets the hell out of Morris's face. Mm -hmm. Kind of uh, like 1980s style drums that are mm-hmm. electric drums. Just take the menu and get the hell out of my face, all right? Too old. Too ugly. We got kind of a quieter Tootsie Roll chant part with no mm-hmm. no punking of Stella. Yeah. And it ends on a synth. Hit. Right, yeah, no car peeling out. Right, yeah. yes. I got the oil changed when they did this remix. <laughs> I enjoy this one though. It's different. Again, that's kind of like taking those same elements and making a different mix, really, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. That's what you got there. That's right. Then we have Chocolate Instrumental. That's Again, right. Additional production by Keith Cohen. All uh, of these. You're right. Um, and this one is really very similar to the 12 inch mix, but mm-hmm. as. Uh, the parenthetical title would lead you to believe it is instrumental. Primarily. Primarily. I mean, it's so similar to the 12-inch mix, it was difficult for me to even say where they edited out about 30 seconds, because mm-hmm. that's it's about almost exactly 30 seconds shorter than the 7-minute, 56-second, 12-inch mix. Mm-hmm. But what's missing? I don't know. I thought it might have been the end. Uh, but it's not. The whole Tootsie Roll thing is there. Right. Well, there's this like little complete break at a minute and 46 seconds. Okay. Which I thought it like it just like the music like stops. Mm-hmm. Like what we heard on Melody Cool. Yeah. There was a spot where there was a just a complete silence mm-hmm. for a moment. So it might've been there. And then like a minute later, there's another break. That's like the voice version of melody. Cool. Where it almost stops, but you hear it's a little yeah. percussion going on in yeah, the background. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, that's interesting. Cause we just covered melody. Cool. Yep. And here this song is doing, Similar what, stuff, right? Some, something similar, but happened in two different versions that came out years apart. Hmm. Which yeah. I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, very cool. If you're interested in hearing Wendy's solo that's credited to Jesse Johnson, at least by Morris's call out, it's isolated very nicely here at four minutes and four seconds. Mm-hmm. His waiter voice is there at uh, five minutes and twenty nine seconds. Also, yeah, um, I, and yeah, that was like, but it was supposed to be an instrumental. Yeah, yeah and like you said, primarily it is. It you is. You know primarily. what? Jerk out acapella was also so supposed to be acapella. No, I, I mean, I'm they aware of lied that. Lied to us. <laughs> um, 
at the end, it's a lot of fun to hear the band laughing and chanting without all the Tootsie Roll mimicking Uh going on by Morris. And I think you can hear Prince in there, too. Yeah. uh, Doing some Tootsie Roll chants. Yeah. snickering of the band like they're having a, a good time yeah which is it's fun to me yeah i like this one too yep me too i got i got no problems with chocolate then we have chocolate percapella that's right uh, which i had to look up what a percapella was oh please tell please uh, do say do tell acapella with percussion so you have percussion and then vocals and no theoretically Keys, guitars, yeah. all of that stuff. I probably could have guessed that, but I'm glad you looked it up. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> well, I had a hard time finding it, really? to be honest. It is a difficult sort of thing to find a definition to. It took me longer than I thought it should have to find it, but it seems like it was a pretty popular thing, particularly yeah. in the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, the style of a, uh-huh. of a, of a remix. Well, I'm already all in on this one after the joke that was the acapella version of jerk out you know percapella me any day uh-huh. instead yeah no bass no sense all remix drums and mm-hmm. percussion with morris's vocals so pretty much the very definition of the word yeah there are some a few keys mixed in like at a minute and a little after four minutes yeah. so it's not strictly a percapella yeah chocolate it was pretty fun. It's percapella-ish. Yeah. Percapella um, adjacent. Yeah. I do, I will say, listening to this, Morris's vocals are much more isolated. There's a lot less going around, going on around his delivery. Yeah. And if you listen to them carefully, you can hear a lot of his inflections to appreciate how he really did sing in parts of this. It wasn't just a speaking thing, which you kind of think it, it is. sort of is like right. a speak sing kind of thing but he's got a lot of inflections in his voice that are that kind of are easy to overlook when you know there's all these other drums and synths and guitars going on around it here it's easier to pick up on the fact that it's a talented delivery it's not just something you walked in and did it took time to do mm-hmm. and that made me appreciate the song a little bit more good uh, he calls for Jesse to play something, yeah, but and, he doesn't play anything. That's right. And I'm like, why couldn't they just cut that bit out? Come on. Chocolate. Jesse, you play something. I think I'm going to go over here and tap on this cowbell. Y'all get out of the way. I'm just, that's it. Yeah, it might has might as well have been, not been there at all. Exactly. Um, I'm like, but of course, we got to have the, the hot turkey dinner. That's right. But oh, it yes. doesn't have any restaurant noise. That's right. And so you get to hear Prince's. Uh, you know, Jamie Star voice, very isolated mm-hmm. and in full effect, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a fun listen for that reason. Yeah, it comes with that. potatoes, gravy, cranberry sauce, stuffing, green beans, chicken. That's enough. Wait, wait, hold on. Wait, wait. I see anything I want to y'all. Get in the bathroom. Just take the menu. Get the hell out of my face. Too old. Too ugly. And then we do get a little, we do get a little of that ambient background noise under the Tootsie Roll roll chant. Yeah, Yeah. I love how you immediately know it's a restaurant. Like you hear this echoey, you know, Uh conversationally. You can't make out anything, but it's like, oh, this is a restaurant. You just know. Mm -hmm. 
Um, the car starts, maybe, <laughs> uh, but it doesn't peel out. Oh. The peel out is not there. Not there. Mm-hmm. We have peeled out. Yep. The peel out. That's it. Let's go. All right, and then the last song is the, uh, My Drawers, which we're not right. going to talk about. We'll, we'll so, get to that when we yeah. talk about Ice Cream Castle and mm-hmm. Purple Rain. Yep. So we have Shake, the extended mix. With an exclamation mark. Ex- yes, Shake, exclamation point, all of these. Did you read about Shake that Morris Hayes said in an interview with Q Magazine that it was... Uh, while he was doing some kind of unknown contribution to remixes of Shake that he was asked by Prince to record with them and then became Prince's longest-running band member. No, I did not see that. That's great. So this release, according to Prince Vault, marks the first appearance of Morris on a Prince song, although his contribution is uncredited and and we don't even know on which track Mm -hmm. uh, he appears. Yeah. It was remixed by Levi Caesar Jr. Yep. Uh, it has a rap by Demetrius Sir Jam. This is oh, nickname. I didn't, I didn't know that. Ross Sir, Sir Jam. Jam. All right. Uh, given to him by the NPG. He might not have had it at this oh. point, but he worked with the NPG later, and they gave him the nickname of Sir Jam. Um, he's worked with many artists. He started several businesses of varying degrees of success. <laughs> <laughs> when you start several businesses, that's bound to happen. That's right. And um, I think I'll have an article about that on our social media, which you can find us on Facebook, the Mountains and the Sea of Prince podcast. You can find us on Twitter at TMATS, T-M-A-T-S podcast. Or if you need a link to that, send us an email, podcast at gmail.com. The first second, it's like the album version. Mm-hmm. Do, 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 do. A little uh-huh. drum part, and then brand new instrumental parts, and a new rap part. To yeah. <laughs> kick it off at 12 seconds. Uh-huh. I thought it was... Very fun. <laughs> so there was a lyric at 21 seconds. Want to be Prince? Couldn't be Morris. I think it's will it be Prince? Could it be Morris? Oh, I thought as you As far said, as like who's going to win the battle. Will oh, it be Prince? Could it be Morris? Okay. I thought it was want to be Prince? Couldn't be Morris. <laughs> and I'm like... That is a huge Morris diss. <laughs> that's right. I don't think that's what he says. No, I think you're right. Uh, here's a question I have. Prince wasn't even in Graffiti Bridge, right? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> the kid was the in Graffiti Bridge. The actor's name was Prince. The character was the kid. Nobody ever calls him Prince except for Sir Jam. So Sir Jam gets liberties crossing the... False reality of Graffiti Bridge into the actual reality that are just like normal bridges. <laughs> yes, normal bridges. That was first what first struck me. Like, since when did we break the fourth wall and start saying it's a Prince versus Morris? I mean, battle? it's just like 
Purple Rain when you talk about, you don't say the kid. Most people don't. I mean, everybody says Prince. Oh, Prince did this, Prince did that. No, the kid did those things. In, right. But it's Prince. We okay. know it. We all know it. All right. I just found it to be like the story is like, where is the continuity editor? There was not one of those. Okay. <laughs> If you're looking for a continuity editor, you're looking in the <laughs> wrong place. All right. It was just uh, yeah. a question I had. We get, I won't call them Max Headroom, but stuttering drums at 45 seconds right before the first yeah. verse with a sample of bang, bang. Uh-huh. Yes, yeah. which I thought was super cool. Yeah. It was such a nice way to transition from the rap to the mm-hmm. song lyrics. Yeah, yeah. And you get... The song lyrics are Morris's album version mm-hmm. vocals. Right. Um, but there's stuff added to it. Like at 51 seconds, there's a sample of some kind that sounds like, ooh, I gotcha. Ooh, that kind of repeats behind mm-hmm. the verses. That original lead line is in the song at a minute and 20 seconds. Also, the one that we kind of compared to Hot Summer. Um, yes. It's very much buried behind the chorus, but it is in there. How would you feel about the, we talked about the quick stop in Chocolate and also mm-hmm. in Melody Cool. Yeah. And there's one here at a minute and 35 seconds after Throw Your Hands in the Air. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. Enjoyable. Fun. Okay, cool. Yeah. How about the same thing that happens at two minutes and 33 seconds where it doesn't only come to a stop, but you get this kind of bassy feedback hum Mm. Hum. Mm -hmm. well and i liked the right around that same part there's give it up and ooh and yeah uh, move your hands in the air and all these little samples that are sprinkled in there that's they're sprinkled in there yes sprinkled sprinkled (laughs) have a sprinkle of shake please So these are vocals from the album version. Right. Mostly. Yeah. There's a little bit of alteration here. Okay. So they either maybe they used an alternate take or something because in the graffiti bridge version, it's Lucy's standing there with the false hair on. Right. And in this version, it sounds more like Ruby than Lucy to me. I did not notice that. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, I could be convinced that it's just the way the mix is that you're not hearing the name the same way. But... I really, I think it's Ruby. And then in the album version, we have Marilyn so worried about her two left feet. Uh huh. So 
and this version, brother's so worried about his two left feet. Interesting. I totally didn't catch that. Yeah. I was like, wait, that's 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 not that's different. That's different. They what really is different. They really shook it up on this remix, didn't they? Uh, and then we get more of Sir Jam's rap. Right. Mm-hmm. Which my favorite line. First time on the rhyme like a hip hop salad, then prepare your ballad. That's right. Prepare your ballad. The first song that, you know, was on a rapper's right. album. Maybe not always going to be great. That's how Graffiti Bridge ended, right? It was still would stand all time and Prince is standing there and, you know, it's not nearly as convincing as Purple Rain as this, you know, kumbaya moment Uh that makes Morris think, well, this guy's not so bad, but he's still convinced and, you know, they live happily ever after. (laughs) I thought you were going to the Molly McButter line or is it Molly McButter after loving Morris, you could never love another brother. So I'm like, I don't think I've ever looked up what Molly McButter is. I know it's a brand name of something. Oh, gosh, I haven't thought about that in a long time. Well, hearing Sir Jam mention Molly McButter didn't drive you research freak that you are no (laughs) well straight from their website molly mcbutter is a flavoring sprinkle oh if i may quote Mm -hmm. molly mcbutter circle r registered trademark makes it easy (laughs) to add a flavorful and fat free twist to your favorite foods with just a few sprinkles exclamation mark (laughs) molly mcbutter is a butter flavor and cheese flavor that's fat free and cholesterol free with five calories per serving so whether you're a health enthusiast or a flavor seeker molly mcbutter is the go-to flavor compliment that won't add fat. <laughs> wow, I think I remember that being a thing that people put on their popcorn. Yep, that's exactly what it's for. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Okay. Um, so the song ends pretty quickly with another piece of what I'm calling manufactured feedback. Uh-huh, yeah, And but then it's another fun. shake chant Yeah. at the end. So yeah, that's, that's fun. It should be fun. It's a fun song. Yes. It's like the... One of the, uh, it's like the jungle love sort of, of graffiti bridge. That's fair. In a way. Then we have the battle mix of Shake, remixed by Levi Caesar Jr. Right. Um, and it's got all these samples from the movie. Yeah. Prince says, want a battle, which I'm sure is where it comes from, because yeah. they're doing, the, you know, battle of the bands, yes. whatever. And it's got these horns that play the... The melody for the verses. Yeah, it's with a, like a sax solo becomes the lead vocal. Uh-huh, right. And then the chorus is pulled from the mm-hmm. song, which is right. super fun. It is fun. Yep, and it's it's very much like the battle is progressing. Yeah. Yeah, it's sort of a light retelling of the movie right without being that i love prince's scream at the beginning though that should have been used in a prince track (laughs) yes it's a lot of fun it is super fun uh we yount a bunch of times and the battle is heating up because the 
there's a verse that gets sung, but it's got lots of movie samples over it. It's like right. the crescendo. And then because this is a single from the time. Yeah. You know, it ha- it ends with Morris seeming to have won. Yeah. Because he's got the mama diss. Yeah. yeah. From the, when the line from or the bin or whatever the nut house the nut house that's right she wanted to go get some almonds and cashews Mm -hmm. but then then he follows that up with you know I miss them back back rubs Uh yeah yeah it was very similar to when Prince walks by or when Morris walks by Prince's dressing room in Purple Rain and stops and goes back and says how's the family yeah yeah exactly it's the it's this, it's the same story, you know. <laughs> it's sort of, yes. Yeah. It's interesting that you know, at the end of Graffiti Bridge, the kid wins over everybody yeah. because that's what he does. But in the battle mix of Shake, uh-huh. it's kind of... It's ooh, Morris's property. Morris I wrote of, the book, mm-hmm. he says. That's right. Yeah. Then we have the funky house mix of Shake. Junior Vasquez. Here he is. Here he this is. This was my... Uh, prologue mention Uh where we've got this um, Junior Vasquez mix that's really the first one on a Prince or Prince related track that's not immediately recognizable Mm -hmm. as Junior Vasquez's work right it's a little more more, uh, organic yeah though there are some highlights of his style like that new piano line that's in this at 54 seconds Hallmark of yes. house techno kind of music. Well, anyway. and it's very, it's like Junior Vasquez's signature bit. Yeah, it is. You know, we heard it tons and tons. And, yeah. it, you know, Thieves in the Temple yeah. and Melody Cool. And round and round. Right. And, you know, we hear it and it's his signature thing. And here it is. But we do have the echoed sample of Shake. Yeah. Shake! To really identify it because it does not sound like the same song no, to, it doesn't. for quite some time. Right. In a previous episode, probably many previous episodes ago, we talked about the flanging effect. Oh, uh-huh. And we've got that going on here because it starts with this flanging percussion. And that effect is kind of this wispy, almost jet airline kind of sound that Mm kind of swirls a little bit and that happens with the percussion here. Mm -hmm. Speaking of percussion, at 31 seconds and then again at 36 seconds, we have a very mountains-esque drum echo Mm. happening here that is very reminiscent of the drum sound from mountains. Super cool. And this version also uses that alternate take that the extended oh, mix with does different... with the Ruby ah, and Brother nice. instead of Lucy and Marilyn. It's, uh, yeah, interesting. Yeah. I'll have to, I'm going to have to go back and listen to that because I did not notice it. So mm. kudos to you. Well, thank you very much. We get the... Do 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 background vocals at three minutes and eleven seconds 
for the first time in any of these mixes too that's from the mm-hmm. album version and kind of a hallmark of the album version and then there are some weird samples from who knows where i took a cue from you and went looking <laughs> online and I couldn't find anything about what was sampled uh-huh. in this track but at 4 minutes and 42 seconds there's this whoops yeah, it's something. like whoopsie or yeah, whoops space or beat. whoopskies or oh, I, don't I don't know. Yeah, and but, there's samples of Morris's laughter from the beginning of Chocolate too, which interestingly, his opening laughter from Chocolate is nowhere to be heard on the Chocolate maxi single. But we get it here. We get it in Shake. Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. Yeah, it's it, and the way they sampled it, he sounds like a deranged bird again. Oh yeah. We heard that in the uh sexy instrumental uh-huh. version of Jerk Out. Yes. Yeah. You're right. It's the same kind of treatment. Uh we have another like slight lyrical difference from the Graffiti Bridge track. Mm-hmm. In the graffiti bridge, the outros, you shake it to the north, you can shake it to the south. Here we get all points of the compass. You can shake it to the east, you can shake it to the west. Shake it to the body that you love the best. I don't mind. And then we get the north-south line. I didn't realize that those other directions weren't in the album version. Mm -mm. It was just north and south in the album version. But in this version, we get all four. He's got the compass covered is what Mm -hmm. you're saying. That's right. I had no idea that that wasn't part of the album version. Mm -mm. Dang. I'm slipping. (laughs) There's that guitar part uh, after you can shake it to the north, you can shake it to the south. Mm -hmm. And in the original album version, that's this do, 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 do. And you get like a little part of it there until we get the whole thing at six minutes and 48 seconds, um, which you don't hear in any of these other mixes either. So. giving this one a lot of credit for using more of the original track Mm -hmm. highlights or like the hallmarks of the original track Mm -hmm. than some of the other edits that we're listening to today. Yeah. Uh, There's also this, when it ends, the burning down the house sample. Mm -hmm. Um, I have no idea where where that is from either. Looked, tried to find it. Couldn't. Burn it down the house. Burning down the house. Oh. What did you hear? Burning from the house, burning for the house, burning of the house. I couldn't decide. Okay. So I just remember burning down the house makes sense. Yeah. If it's sampled from somewhere, it's so altered that it's almost unrecognizable. It's got kind of a record stop thing happening at the end of it, too. The word yeah. house kind of slows to yeah, a stop. Yeah, it's kind of swallowed yep. at the end. Yeah. Yep. It's almost like it 
wants to be Prince but couldn't be Morris. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then we have the latest fashion remix. I don't know how this ended up here. I don't and either. I actually had forgotten that it was on here until we got <laughs> deep into our period of listening. Uh-huh. Um, We're like, holy moly, we got to make sure we... Yes. Talk about this one. So remix by Michael Koppelman and Prince and Sylvia Massey. Mm-hmm. At Larrabee. Yeah. Sound. We get kind of uh, an NPG type motorcycle percussion drums at the beginning of mm-hmm. this. and Very fun. And a much heavier bass line mm-hmm. when the song kicks in than the album version. Fellas, yeah. Hit me. And again, we get the same lyric performance from Morris, lifted from the album version, but with this heavier bass underneath and different mm-hmm. drums. Yep. I always forget that the latest fashion is a duet between Prince and Morris Day. It's yeah. amazing how similar their voices can sound. Yes. I think it's fair to say Prince has more range than Morris does, but when you get to Prince's verse and a minute and three seconds um, when he sings... People tell us what we want to hear. This time the tables are turned and it's Prince. I always uh-huh. forget. Yeah, me too. That it's him. Yeah. So there's all these fun things that happen. Key breakdowns and Prince is rapping and there's a super fast chorus and yeah. All this. And then I was sitting there listening to this and I start laughing and you come up behind me. Uh, Right. You know exactly which part I'm listening to. Yes, Uh I most certainly do. Uh Four minutes and 14 seconds. Uh Uh-huh. It's the latest fashion square dance edition. Yes, it is. (laughs) This is the latest fashion swing your partner on the floor. (laughs) What a fun and weird... so additional lyric part. Weird. It is so strange. This is the latest fashion swing your partner on the floor. This is the latest fashion swing your partner on the floor. But the so fun. It's so fun. And let me tell you how I thought about this. It kind of harkens back to this whole prince time the way they behaved in the early 80s where they talked about high school incessantly and i'm like it's like they went back to yeah the pe class where they had to learn square Square dancing. dancing yes the embarrassing part of doing that and i remember doing that and like i smelled in my pe outfit and you're going up next to girls and you're like i don't want to be next to you i stink that's what i thought (laughs) never did it they oh. never made us do square dancing. Oh, wow. In I Texas, did. they didn't make us do square dancing. Uh, guess what they did in Indiana? <laughs> <laughs> There's also a new keyboard part there before Prince goes into his square dance routine. Yes. Um, and after he delivers, uh, you know, swing your partner on the floor four times. There's that new keyboard part again, and then there's additional lyrics by or vocals by Prince singing "Fashion" with the, in his falsetto. Oh. Fashion. And he does that repeatedly throughout the end of the song. Um, that's all new in this version. 
Also, cool. completely glossed over the beginning of the song, and then you can hear it again at two minutes and one second and two minutes and five seconds. There's a sample lifted from Sexy Dancer from Prince's second album. If you listen to Sexy Dancer, like one second to four seconds, it's got this falsetto vocalization that kicks off that song. And it's present exactly the same in the latest fashion remix. Super Remix? Remix. Uh, remix. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we get some channel surfing at five minutes and 28 seconds, meaning left and right channels with mm-hmm. partner Rondo. It's mm-hmm. like this kind of electronic effect on that. I thought this is probably not to Christie's liking. Because it goes back and forth quickly between yeah, the channels. Yeah, but it doesn't but last very long. So yeah, it's very, it's very quick, and that's yeah. the kind of thing that I thought, man, you know, you would never hear that on a proper Prince album. But the reins are always loosened on maxi singles mm-hmm. like this, mm-hmm. and you know, more experimentation that I just really find fun. Yes, um, and you get that sexy dancer sample again as the song winds to a close at six minutes and three seconds too. Very cool. I think this is a often overlooked kind of extended Prince version because it's uh-huh. weirdly, you know, buried in the yeah, middle, right in the, in the middle. middle of. I like, mean, it's in the. It's the first song on side two. It's the B side. Yeah, but it's still. It's it just feels a, smushed in the middle. It does, especially now because we don't. F- have yeah. to flip records over most no. of the time when we're listening to stuff because we're listening to it digitally. So if we put them in the right order, it's like shake, shake, shake. The latest fashion, shake, shake. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> like, yeah. what is going on here? It's odd, but it's a it's a nice little gift. You know, mm-hmm. there's a good two minutes of the song that is classic. <laughs> yes. Then we have shake boom mix. Boom. Boom. Remix by Levi Caesar Jr. Yes. And this is more like a promo musical for Graffiti Bridge with dialogue samples throughout. Um, sure. And samples of album tracks to appear in here. And this one is based on a drum and guitar sample from the song A Star in the Ghetto by Average White Band and Benny King. Yes, yeah, super cool. Did you cool. go back and listen to that that song? Yes. It's like immediately recognizable. Uh-huh. Yes. So how, why is that not credited on here? Because it is know. the entire song is right. lifted straight from that. Yep. Yeah, so the same maniacal laughter that kicks off the boom mix is also used mm-hmm. on uh, the Love Symbol album B-side, To Whom It May Concern. Mm-hmm. and uses it's the same kind of approach you can tell they're both levi caesar jr things because he's lifting samples of album tracks and making a song out of it essentially Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah speaking of levi i don't know why it's necessary for the for the voiceover you know we'd be funking over here we be funkin' over here. 
Yeah. And ladies and gentlemen, Claire Fisher. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, Claire Fisher. Claire Fisher. Which I was like, on the one hand, is it necessary? But on the other the hand, like, no. has Claire Fisher ever gotten the shout out before? Does he ever get a shout out ever? All the work he did with Prince, has he ever been named? No. And I'm sure Levi Caesar Jr. was like, dude has like a decade long relationship with Claire Fisher. And he's like literally never once said his name on a single track. Uh, No. Well, I mean, (laughs) you don't normally call out the orchestration guy. No, but it's. And we've we talked about this um, when we covered Graffiti Bridge, I believe, and certainly when we covered Around the World in a Day, that the orchestration for the opening of the song Graffiti Bridge, which is sampled mm-hmm. in this song, right. was actually recorded for Around the World in a Day, uh-huh. uh, you know, years earlier, uh-huh. and was cut out and then brought back mm-hmm. for this. So yes, it's Claire Fisher, but he did not. He didn't. He didn't do it for this film either. So right. he's getting called out for a part he wrote that was used not as intended. Almost, yeah. I, you know, it's princes. He can do what he wants, but it's just, it's odd. Yeah. Very odd. Yeah. And then we have this. You'll never guess who's coming to dinner. Sample. But listen, you'll never guess who's coming to dinner. What? Yeah. Which is from. Graffiti Bridge, yes. but then of course there's the Sydney Portier movie. Guess who's coming to dinner? Yeah, that's which I'm sure is yeah. influenced it. Influenced right? it, and there's a little scream that Prince does in the movie. Yeah, after that, and that scream is at 46 seconds, right? And then the. the Guess who's coming to dinner from Graffiti Bridge is at a minute and 22 seconds. So it's yeah. like they took the... Time shift. Yeah, they shifted those things around. It was kind of fun. I thought it was fun to hear Prince's you know, weird altered scream at 46 seconds. And it's followed by Morris saying, what is your main problem? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, there's the dialogue to it, a minute and 15 seconds where, um, Morris says, what time is it? And members of the time say, Hey man, sorry, we're a little late. What time is it? Hey man, I'm sorry, we're a little late. Which I found very funny knowing that Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis were fired (laughs) from the time for missing a concert. They were quote unquote late. Mm -hmm. Uh, they got snowed in in Atlanta and couldn't make a concert and were producing, Songs for other people that did not sit well with Prince, and that led to their dismissal from the band. Of course, they're back together for Graffiti Bridge, but I I wondered if that was a, let's have a little bit of fun with this. Uh It's water under the Graffiti Bridge. (laughs) Two minutes and 42 seconds. Something sounds like chomping to me. Full effect. Look, I just write the notes and I read them. But (laughs) (laughs) that's what they say. I didn't notice. You would think I would because I don't like the mouth sounds in a song. I I don't think it's really mouth sounds so much as it is 
It is mouth songs that is Ma- not mouth sounds. Right. That's right. what I meant. Thank you for pointing it out, though. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when you've been married 23 years, folks. You point out each other's uh, little mistakes, and hopefully you both laugh about them. That's right. Or at least at some point later in the evening you do. <laughs> I'm not ready to do that just yet. Oh. I'm still hurt. Oh, gosh. I love these imaginary battles that Prince makes. You know, three minutes, battle me. If you and your kook and whoop ours, you take the club. Lock keys and all. Lock keys and all. You and your kook and whoop ours, you take the club. Lock keys and all. You know, there's no discussion over ground rules or (laughs) who would judge such a thing. And that's like a pretty big wager with no real parameters and like... (laughs) okay, well, what kind of equity is there in the club? And there's all these financial things that you'd want to know right before you took it over. Yeah. Like, why does like, Morris want this rundown club that nobody comes to? Uh-huh. I don't I know. Because he just wants to own it all. But yes, that's, yeah. I mean, He's like, judge at minimum who's going to judge it. Right. Someone's got to decide literally. who wins, right? It's right. not just they both look at each other and, and give like, one of those, mm, uh-huh. yes, good. Yeah. You, yes. You. You. I, I give that one to you. Yeah. No. That's not because no. they're both going to think that they did the best. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think there should be a graffiti bridge edition of Monopoly, <laughs> and Morris could be the banker oh. on all the little chance cards or oh, you know you community chest. Uh huh. You know. <laughs> you, you flip a card over and it says, "You want to see his tootsie roll, don't you?" <laughs> <laughs> Go straight to jail. <laughs> I think this mix, this mix, which unfortunately has, to my knowledge, absolutely nothing to do with Shake, <laughs> but it does tell the story of Graffiti Bridge probably better than the film itself. Right. So kudos for that. <laughs> they, we've got this, uh, <laughs> you know, a few minutes, and you kind of get it without. I mean, the only thing that's missing from this song is. The angel, Ingrid uh-huh. Chavez, right? Aura. She doesn't make an appearance on in any of this. No. None of these. None of it. None of it. None of it. So the uh, last song on the LP, specially priced maxi single, is the album version, which we've talked about, so we're not yeah. going to talk about it again. Right. Yeah. So we're on to the selections. That's right. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. We choose three things, a time capsule, something that exemplifies the time in which the material was recorded or when it was released. We choose to see the low point, the thing that we like the least, and a mountain, our high point. Correct. So these are my dumb rules, so I go first. My time capsule is... Percapella, because it seemed like this was a pretty popular thing. Michael Jackson had a Percapella version of Jam, and Keith Cohen did a Percapella version of Cold Hearted for Paula Abdul. And there are a lot of examples in the early 90s, early to mid 90s, a few from the late 80s, a few from the 20 teens. But mostly, when you're looking for an example of a percapella, they're from the 90s. So, to me, that's the time capsule. Awesome. I didn't even realize it was a thing. I thought it was a made-up, whoever, you know, Keith Cohen made up the Well, that's what I thought when I had a hard time finding 
take it, what it meant. And right. then I'm like, well, but Michael Jackson had a percapella. Even okay. Paula Abdul had a percapella. <laughs> but none of us need to hear any Pella anything Paula said. <laughs> it was fine. We need all the music, I, I listened please. to part of it. It was fine. Look into his eyes. Is that the song? Yeah. Cold yeah. on its name. Yeah. Yeah. For me, the time capsule was Demetrius Ross's family-friendly rap in uh-huh. Shake Extended. I'm still a little unsure in my head if it's goofy or cheesy or maybe even just classic, especially with the first mention of hip-hop in mm-hmm. a Prince song, in which you mentioned a hip-hop salad. But it's definitely of the times... You know, it makes me think there should be a little old lady dancing <laughs> with a hip hop, a hip hop. You know, it's kind of that kind of delivery yeah. uh-huh. for Shake. Very fun. for me was it was hard to choose because there were plenty of these things i found something enjoyable in all of them so i just went with the chocolate instrumental because it broke with the instrumental it was like so close and then it gets to the prince waiter part and then you know it just kind of throws out oh we're tired of being instrumental now i'm like come on you were so close just leave that bit out it's fine I'm glad it was there because I like Prince's part. I best, like it too, fine. but I mean, it's the instrumental. Just let it You're be right. it is, just music. It is. Come on, man. Improperly labeled. <laughs> I mean, if I gave it to acapella jerk out, then you can give it to instrumental chocolate. <laughs> sure. There you go. For me, the C was the boom mix of uh, Shake with the yeah. very unnecessary narration from Levi. <laughs> And the whole thing, but like I said, it's just kind of a throwaway to me. And the uncredited sample, too, is kind of weird to me, knowing, you know, how protective Prince was, and rightfully so, about his own music. But here this is, and we get an uncredited sample by, you know, a band that, you know, wasn't huge, probably could have Mm -hmm. used a little extra dough. Yeah. But okay, man. Yeah. You know, you pick your battle mixes. (laughs) Or no, you pick your boom mixes. That's right. Yeah. Then the mountain, I picked uh, Shake, the extended mix, because okay. I really liked Sir Jam's rap. I thought it was really? a super fun addition to a super fun song. Like you said, it was real family friendly, and it was kind of funny, and yeah. it was. I just enjoyed it so much, though I will give a little runner up to the square dancing in the latest fashion. <laughs> 
<laughs> because yeah. it's awesome. Yeah, I would say for me, the ma- mountain, if it had to be a moment and not an entire song, then definitely those parts of square dancing in the latest <laughs> fashion and Prince's falsetto fashion uh-huh. would get it for me. But I'm going to go in a new direction here, and I'm giving this one a Junior Vasquez for his oh. rather unorthodox for him take. On Shake in the Funky House Mix, I found it very fun. It doesn't sound like his somewhat templated sound at the time. Mm-hmm. If you just listened to Round and Round, I thought it was an interesting mix overall. And credit where credit is due. I thought it was it was cool, fun, and different. Yeah, excellent. Excellent. But I'm like you. Most of these, I could, I could found, find something to like about everything, maybe mm-hmm. with the exception of the throwaway boom mix. Mm-hmm. All right. Excellent. What are we going to talk about next time? Well, we I mentioned this earlier that somehow the co-star, the lead actress from Graffiti Bridge, and she's a musical artist also, but had virtually zero part in the soundtrack. Uh-huh. Didn't even, her dialogue didn't even make it into the boom mix for crying out loud. <laughs> like it, we couldn't sneak in a, want to see where I write my poetry or uh-huh. whatever it was when, yeah. she, you know, or... It's just around the corner. Something, oh, yeah. right? The the sample that they used incessantly in the movie. Times, like we're trying to pound this into uh-huh. your head like it's a... Just around the corner. Yeah, like it's Clockwork Orange. <laughs> uh, and, and she didn't even get her album into the world until um, May 19th, 1992. And I'm not talking about the date. I'm talking about the name of her album oh, well. was May 19th, 1992. <laughs> which was released in September 1991. But timeline-wise, you know, that would put it in Diamonds and Pearls territory, but much of her involvement with Prince predates that. Uh-huh. Uh, going back to Love Sexy and very early days of Graffiti Bridge concepting. Um, so we're covering it here. Ingrid Chavez's album, which sort of looks like it's self-titled, but is also... Titled May 19th, 1992, which we can explore further. But we're going to take a listen to that. I'm very, very interested to revisit it. I haven't listened to it in years and years. Oh, okay. So it could be a delightful surprise or a uh, shocking uh, reminder. Correct. (laughs) Reminder. That's right. It could be either of those. Who knows? That's That's why you should listen in a couple (laughs) weeks. That's right. Thanks so much for listening. We know you make a choice when you listen to us. If you have a purple friend that you have not yet told about the show, do share it with them because it's more fun when you listen with a friend. And until next time, happy purple listening. Thanks for sticking with us. Totally mess that up, John. (laughs) No, you totally freak me out. Freaking out, man. Freaking out, man. From aliens. I'm totally freaking out, man. I don't mean to rain in your parade, man, but we just got our asses kicked. (laughs) We're out of quarters, man. Game over. Game over, (laughs) man. Game over. That was Bill Paxton, right? Uh Yeah. Rest in peace, Bill Paxton. All right, make sure you're speaking into the mic. I'm going to be putting my mouth on it. Clearly. Clearly, I'm going to be doing that. (laughs) Clearly.